Welcome to the High Ground Podcast. I'm CBW. I'm Callum. And, uh, okay, so this is, uh, I'm currently watching Game of Thrones for the first time. Just finished seasons three and four. So, pardon? God, what a virgin. Yeah. Well, I, I always thought that show was, you know, the first two seasons especially, the show, I think, was made for virgins or for, at least male and female, because... The amount of nudity from male and female that was in it was a bit excessive, but it seems to be as the seasons progress, there's less of it. Yeah, there's definitely less. And season four, there was hardly any. I know season three, you still see Amelia Clark's hoo hoos, and uh, but yeah, it's the first two seasons was like blood, guts, gore, language, sex, and nudity, but it seems to be like. Basically what HBO do all the time. <laughs> I'll just throw a shitload of gore in it and then just like go, oh, we've got the audience now and all the actresses have basically put nudity clauses in their contracts now, even though we always... I don't get it, right? There's one thing I don't understand. What's the difference between getting your kit off in the first few seasons and suddenly deciding that you don't want people to see you naked after that when they've already seen it? Where's the Because last... you're a credible actor now. <laughs> But you've already done it. People can see that you've already done it, and it's on film forever. You can't exactly say, "Can you please take the nudity out of the show?" But you're like, no, what you signed up for. But it, I was kind of got annoyed when people said, "Like, oh, it's just shagging all the time." And I think, well, like, yeah, the first two seasons, like especially season one, there is quite a lot of nudity, and like, but it's also like. You go the other way, and then you're just in Tolkien territory where no one fucks at all on Middle Earth. Where has all these people came from? Okay, <laughs> let's say Tolkien. I'm just gonna get a little bit ahead. Uh, Tolkien, te- uh, uh, the uh, this, yeah, <laughs> 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 coming soon. Beavers and Butthead. I just want to get that in there. <laughs> yeah, they're doing a Beavers and Butthead movie. So, uh, yeah, uh, the one of the last episodes of season four. Where it's all set in, is it the Dark Tower or the, the Black Gate, the wall? The guards. Oh, Castle Black. Yeah. And it felt, yeah, yeah. and you had the big giants and you had the elephants, the mammoths, or, and all I was thinking was, Lord of the Rings! Yes! Yeah, there is a certain point where, but I think it's done well in Game of Thrones, where the gradual return of magic and mythical creatures comes back because the dragons are sort of in the background in the first few seasons because they're only young but I, I think like i like the idea that the magic slowly comes back to this world and and the, and the idea that it was gone from the world to yeah. start with i think that's quite good because then you can go for a more political style fantasy like the one we got you know where it's more based on the kings of england and you know than it is lord of the rings you know because i mean the inevitable comparison is always I don't really want to watch Game of Thrones because it's like Lord of the Rings, isn't it? No, it's nothing like Lord of the Rings. Lord For a start, the... you can turn it off. <laughs> yeah, Lord of the Rings was actually shorter, and bear in mind that uh, this was a payback. This Lord of the Rings was a, it was a payback. Not Lord of the Rings, yeah, that was a payback as well. Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones have been payback viewings. And, uh, yeah, uh, it's to me, I don't do that sort of thing and uh but there's some characters i like some characters i really don't like and i i find amelia clark's character at the moment 
Like I said, I've just, I've just started season five, but I, I, I feel like she could be cut and I wouldn't notice it. Yeah, I think season five is like the season where a lot of fans sort of thought, well, like, this this is the first season where, it's not awful, but it's the first one where everyone was like, not as good as the other ones, you know, like the writing wise and that. I mean, how far in are you? They're about two or three episodes. But Yeah, so you're starting to see, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, when you get into six, six and seven, you know, that's it picks way the fuck up again. Like, so that's the thing about Game of Thrones that the, the quality of writing it's not it's not up and down. It just follows like these huge chunks of greatness for a while, and then there's like a dodgy season, and then back to great again. You know, they learn the lessons, or unless you're a little hater of season eight, but we'll I, get there when we get there. <laughs> I've seen. The ending of the last episode, because when the yeah. last, but she was watching it as I was in, and the last scene, which I know what it is, there is a logic to it, to my, from what I've been watching. It's, with the yeah, with the uh, with the uh, kid becoming the king. To me, there's yeah. a logic to it, which goes back to is it season? I think it's season three or four, the one where uh, you see Brienne of Tarth. Gwendolyn Christie in the go, you know, you see her naked from behind, you see her, Brianna Chaff naked from behind, and you go, the one actress I'd like to actually see naked because she's in Star Wars, it has a body double. I'm like, Jesus yeah. Christ, they've got everybody else naked, all the other women go naked, but well, all the ones that have a legal age go naked. But if I her, the one I would pay to see that I would be like, yeah, she's getting into that. I'm pretty certain using a body double. You I, know when there's a body double because they go behind. Yeah. And so everyone was, else sort of just does it. Yeah. Uh, I found that uh, the Kingslayer, his arc, I did like his arc. I think his character's good, how yeah. he, you find out why he stabbed the other king in the back, the political motivation, and how he's one of the nice guys. And his arc, yeah. I like what I've seen so far of him. I mean, he's still alive in season five. I know he obviously doesn't make it, because you look at the... Uh, when you see how many episodes it is, goes such and such episodes. I like his arc. I think that I also like, uh, what his name, uh, the uh, uh, small, the small one. Oh, um, Tyrion. Yeah, I like him. Him and his, him and his, and how he, I liked his arc where. You know, he kills his... I'm sorry, you've got to watch Game of Thrones if, you, if you're listening to this. Kills his dad and kills the wife... He kill, kills the woman that betrayed him. Because even yeah. though he was doing everything that was right, he was the nice guy, but he got screwed over. And his buddy... Uh, was it Robson Jerome? Yeah. Yeah, well, I, like, yeah. I like him and, his, and, his, and his Podrick and how he's always looking out for his friends and he's looking out for his family. Yeah, and, I, I, Podrick's a great character. Yeah. He's... He sort of figures a lot later as well as being this guy that's just wholly good and there's no bad in him whatsoever. And it's quite rare to see that. That's the, I think that's the, one of the great things I think about Game of Thrones is, and it's something Martin brings from the books, is that no one's completely one way or the other. You know, there's, yeah, Jamie is an asshole, like to the point of a child murdering incestuous yeah. <laughs> asshole. But, you can't help but like him when you get to season three and he loses his hand and he's this pitiful shell of the guy he used to be that 
used to be the greatest sword fighter in the world, and now he's like second fiddle to Brienne. I mean, who who is great, but you know, for him to think, oh, I'm second fiddle to a woman, that would kill Jamie Lannister. And I like the fact that they go there with that, you know, that that the whole mantra that sometimes bad people do good things. And sometimes good people do bad things. That's that's human nature. There's no like dividing line between good and evil. I mean, there is, but you straddle either side in real life a lot of the time anyway. So that's what I like about this. Uh, traditional fantasy is very black and white. And, you know, there is Sauron and the Fellowship of the Ring. That's it. But with this, you have the sort of, yeah, well, so, you know, like Catelyn Stark is a good example of this. She's a good guy. But she's made some shitty decisions in the past yeah. that border on child abuse. But the the bad decision that the Kingslayer made was was when he when he threw the the kid from the wall, crippled yeah. him. But that was to protect himself. Yeah. But finding out that he he was he murdered the king and he did all these things to save to save thousands. There's yeah. a and. His loyalty to his brother and everything, and it—it's there is it, his arc is what I've seen so far is good. I is it season three or season four where they capture uh, the Iron, whatever his name is, Rob's, you know, Rob Stark's. Oh, Theon, um, yeah, Theon. Yeah. Uh, yes, I think it's end. It's end of season two. He gets captured, and yeah. then the third season is about him being tortured the, by Ramsay. Yeah, Ramsay. If you, I know from Inhumans. What a bastard! Yeah, you think Joffrey's bad? Yeah, that this that, guy. That was evil. And I. I oh, did you like? Did you like Joffrey dying? By the way. Yeah, I want to come to that. That's fine. I want to come to that. Uh, but uh, Ramsay was just. He was asked, but he plays it well, and it's he's he's a lot more well-rounded than Joffrey. I think Joffrey's a sort of like spoiled child villain, you know, where he's like, no, I want it this way. Whereas Ramsay is like, he's totally there just to enjoy your pain. Yeah, I thought it was a bit sadistic. I mean, very sadistic, but I thought it was a bit. I it didn't sit well with me because it. I thought that it was. It was kind of I don't, I don't know how to describe this. It was, it was evil, but evil for the sake of evil, and it was the pleasure that was yeah. he was getting from it was it, he he's a real piece of crap, and he played it well. He played yeah, it I mean really he's well. he's a lot better in the books. He's sort of quite one dimensional, and you don't really see him that much. But you know, in the in the series, you know, he has this sort of almost mythical background more, and I think you sort of see. You know, his his dad hates the fact that he's probably a bit more famous than he is. Yeah. You know, because the Boltons are famed for being this cruel, this cruel northern family that skins people. I mean, it's on their flag. And um, yeah, no, I mean, I, the, but the biggest talking point from the, where we were last time. So we're we went season four yeah. and two last time. We're doing three, four. Um, the red wedding. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you said it. You said you're gonna put. It. I love David Bradley. I think he's he's just. Oh. But in yeah, that, he's, he's a piece of crap. He is. Yeah. The character. But he plays it so good. Oh yeah, he's. It's you know I met him a few I met him a few years ago and you couldn't meet a nicer guy. He was absolutely superb. But when he plays bad, he plays bad. 
Yeah. Really late. I think it was like, wow. I was like, I was, I was, I was, I was blown away. But I mean, I, I think he's brilliant. He, he has played, he played a bad guy in one of the Doctor Who episodes, Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. And, but there's bad and then there's that. And I was like, wow. And it's a testament. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be gushing all over David Bradley because he, but he is. No, he's, he's fucking good, isn't he? I mean, yeah. he's just. He just, he's evil in a way that even surpasses Ramsey, you know, because the fact that he breaks the sacred thing of not killing a guest under your roof, yeah. which is like, that's, that goes back to ancient Greece, where no matter who it was, if you gave them sanctuary, then, you know, that was a sacred right that the gods would punish with so much anger. Yeah. And I, I just like the, you know, I like the fact that they sort of draw... Like Westeros is this world of like Greek myth and medieval Europe. It's it's everything blended together, and I really like it. You know, and, and this whole medieval thing about killing people at feasts. You know, that is an actual event that happened a lot of the time because it was the only time you get people together in one place. And it's shot so well as well. I mean, like you go back outside on the, the final episode of that season to where the camp's being all like destroyed by phrase men, and you just think. Fuck, what, what happened here? Yeah. It, 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 it was good. I was like, jeez. And uh, Joffrey? Another sadistic little shit? Yeah, I can't stand him. He's played well, though. He played well. Yeah, he is, yeah. That, that's yeah. the thing. All these guys that play assholes, they're all, like, apparently the nicest guys you could yeah. ever meet in your life. It's, I just find it so strange. I thought he was... I kind of miss him now he's gone because he played it, you know, killing the prostitutes with his yeah with, with his arrow and you know where he treated his uncle. And oh, I love that! I love that moment though when he, you know, when he gets poisoned and yeah. he's basically shouting in his screaming in his face for Neil and yeah. he just won't do it. Yeah. And I'd love to have seen like if he hadn't have choked to death, would he have knelt in the end? Or I don't think he would have. No. But I was like, you know. Listen, he was, it was very, you know, it was like, you know, it was very sadistic and just, but, you know, it helps, you, it did aid in disliking the character, really disliking. Yeah. But again, it's all, I mean, a writer can write the words, but if the actor can't pull it off, you just come across as crap, but they did pull yeah. it off, both of them, they, they, you know, and another one, Burn Gorham, who was... Ah, he's one of the keto with the I can't remember the character he plays, but he was one of the Night's Watch lot that defected in that uh, oh, village. The one that takes over Craster's keep. Yeah. Yeah. He's in yeah, Torchwood. Yeah. He's an asshole and everything like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I was like, I was like, he's in Torchwood. I was like, Jesus Christ, another Doctor Who actor. He's in the Dark Knight Rises as well. I he think. is, yeah. And I was like, geez. Yeah, they do have a lot of Doctor Who, uh, Doctor Who people, and the battle. He, he has one of the best lines in the whole show, when Craster says, "The next man that calls me a bastard is gonna like I'll kill them," and he goes, "You are a daughter fucking bastard." Yeah, oh. <laughs> I, him, like, I just love that everyone says bastard so yeah. funny in that show. Oh, he's good, and you know, being you know liking Torchwood, it was like yeah. Uh, what's the other thing? Uh, the battle between, uh, you know, the Hound and uh, Brienne. Oh, Brienne, yeah, it's fantastic, isn't it? Okay, I want to go to a bit of spoiler territory here, yeah? So yeah. The spoilers, 
Is that the hound really dead? Well, you don't want to know, surely, do you? I, I think I saw him in the last episode. Really? Yeah. Where, where do you think you saw him? I think I saw him at the end. Stone mm. face. What? Because okay. <laughs> I like... Uh, what's the character actor's name, sorry? Rory McCann. Yeah. It's fantastic, isn't it? That, do you know what cracks me up with the hound is... I think it's the first episode of season four, actually, when they come up on the guys that's got um, Arya's sword needle. Yeah. And she's sort of like, oh, there's needle in it. And he goes, what the fuck's needle? Oh, it's my sword. What, you named your sword? Yeah, lots of people name their swords. Yeah, yeah lots of cunts. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I love him. He's so, he's so great. He is. And every time I see him on the screen, all I go is yarp. Yarp, yeah. Well, all I ever say now is... Um, what, are you going to die over a chicken? Someone is. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's got that spark about him. Him and Gwendolyn. Just, great. Yeah. I, a t- I saw a t-shirt actually with him on it and it says Buck the King on it. Yeah. <laughs> I oh. just want it so bad. Closest to... But, a... I mean, even, even the hound's got, like... He's an arsehole, isn't he? But he has that sort of code of decency deep down, you know, the fact that he's looking after Arya. Yeah. And then there is this like sort of honour within within him that he doesn't like Joffrey or he hate. I mean, there's nobody hates more than his brother, is there? Yeah. That was a bit. His brother killing off uh, the Mando. That was like, ooh. That's a nasty one, isn't it? Yeah. I'm like, oh. That was. Everyone was talking about that one for a long time. I mean, I remember um, the day that episode aired. I'd already seen it, but um, my fiance's parents were watching it downstairs when it was on and we were upstairs watching something in her room and i just heard her mum going oh oh yeah fucker uh, <laughs> head's just been crushed <laughs> I was like they won't kill mando, won't kill mando. it's so gutting as well because you would have had him if he'd have just stopped being so show-offy yeah it's like uh what was i watching the other day uh i think i might have been for a pot yeah yeah, it was Kill Bill. I was watching Kill Bill. How uh, the move, you know, the sword play is all precise. Yes. And yet effective. Yet you do see a lot of it where it is all show. And if he just literally just took him out when he had the opportunity, then. Yeah. But then again, yeah. It wouldn't have made good, good TV, though, would it? And, and, and it also sort of ties into the whole Dawn storyline as well. Later on, yeah. you know, because the place where he comes from oh. is not quite about being part of the Seven Kingdoms. Oh. But they're always, you know, on the on the edge of rebellion, you know, in the books and stuff. So <laughs> that him dying sort of ties into all that. Oh. And the Ian Glenn, is it season four or season five? At the start of it, I think it's the end of season four, where you find out that Ian Glenn's a bastard as well. You've been inspired. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dora. Yeah. Alfie. I like Sophie was one of my favorite characters. I like Alfie Allen though. He was you know Reek when he gets turned into yeah. Reek, uh, and he's a good. I mean, he's good in. Uh, I liked him in a Jojo Rabbit. I thought it was he's brilliant in Jojo yeah, Rabbit. Yeah, so. he is good in that. He's in John Wick as well, isn't he? I only seen. I, I only saw the first one, and uh, and he's the thug that kills the dog. Oh. The only reason I watched it, watched it is because he got the girl out of uh, Adrian Palecki and uh, Dean Winters in it. That's the only reason I watched that film. 
I actually forgot Dean Winters was in that thing, to be honest, until you mentioned. Yeah, I was like, it was like, you know, all you had to do was say the Vulture was in John Wick and they're giving it a shot eight years ago because it's the Vulture. I mean, I will eventually watch the other two, but not right now. But they're in it now. But, uh, yeah, Kit Harrington getting on with uh, the Wildling. Well, Egret, yeah. yeah. Might be a bit of Egret. Yeah, and then in real life, if you're <laughs> on with her. But uh... I like Egret. I think she's quite she's quite well written as well. You know, the fact that he's starting to fall for the enemy and she's starting to fall. She's starting to fall for the enemy as well. You know, like they yeah. sort of, they almost sort of cross sides in a, in a mental sense, you know, as if like she's becoming more like a good character and he's becoming more like a wildling. I, I really like that sort of. When characters go undercover, I think it's that dichotomy, isn't it, that between mindsets that makes it more interesting. Yeah. They played it well. They did. They, they, that, that, I do like. I, I like. I do like Jon Snow's story. I like. Uh, I gravitate toward the, the you know the character. I like. To, I like the whole. I mean, I don't. I'm not. Uh, you know. Uh, I like the characters whose hearts in the right place and they do the decisions for the right. But that's just me. Yes. But then again, that goes back to something I have a theory about, you know, especially with superhero films. But, but uh, yeah. I think that sort of, that gets sort of taken advantage of a little bit in season one, though, because you've got Ned, who's this wholly good character, who's honourable, who would do anything for his friend, who's the king, you know. And that gets him killed in this world because there's no more room for people that are honourable. Yeah. You know, like, I, I, the fact that he, he should have maybe taken... Joffrey and Cersei hostage when Renly told him to, and you know that scene where Jamie says, "Oh, you should have just took that throne for yourself yeah. before Robert walked in." That's the problem of that you, you can only survive by doing that in Westeros, and I'm I'm quite glad I'm not in that world. But yeah. it makes for interesting relationships, and so and I, 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 is, I mean, yeah, Joffrey was is the perfect king. Yeah, a sadistic little bastard. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, have we covered all three and four? Is there anything else that we've missed out? I can't think of any. Uh, we covered the, the Red Wedding, the main one, I think. Yeah. Used to. Uh, I, I love when people haven't seen it before, and I'm trying my hardest not to say, I'll wait till you get to the end of season three. Yeah, because I remember you and my fiance both saying about, uh, about you're, you're going to look at, cause I, you know, David Bradley is, you know, for me, he's the doctor. Yeah. And of course, he's brilliant in Hot Fuzz and uh, and uh, The World's End. Yeah. And you've kept going on and on and both years about how you're going to see him differently when you watch this. You're going to like, yeah. Like, it's it's nice, but I like not saying why then, because yeah. you, 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 you go through your head thinking, well, he's, he's a dirty old man, but he hasn't done anything yet. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's a piece of crap. He is in the bubble. His character is, uh, but uh, it's yeah. I'd, I'd like to have seen him get some. I mean, I'm biased, like I said. I'd like to have seen him get some awards for his performance, but yeah, because he's yeah. Uh, uh, and if you haven't, I mean, I'm assuming everybody that's listening to this has actually watched Game of Thrones. Because other than that, you know, because yeah, I'll put a spoiler tag in it anyway. Yeah. The thing is, you, you know, I don't get. Well, you know, it's 
I prefer it when you go into these sort of things. Like I said, I, other than the last episode, it, I, you know, it doesn't bother me that I know who who's going to win the, the, the throne at the end. It's how you get to the ending. Yeah. But uh, the journey, yeah. the destination. And, and I would like. I would like to do, uh, you know, after we finish, because we've got another two to go, because we'll do season five and six and seven and eight. But after that, I'm thinking this a possible future podcast for us. So this is, uh, is I'd like to do one on the, you know, on just on the last episode alone. Yeah, um, I think that'd be interesting, actually. Yeah. And uh, do it for an in, uh, for an in defense of, because... Uh, here at the High Ground Podcast, we have a very low opinion on the uh, on the fan communities, and I say communities. This is plural, not singular. That whole life is about redoing seasons, or redoing films, or redoing the new Star the Star Wars sequel trilogy. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's sort of like analyze uh, breaking down the last episode as to yeah. So that's all to come. It is on the High Ground podcast, but coming ne- next on on the uh, watch on my first watch of Game of Thrones will be seasons five and six. So probably see you in about two weeks on that one. Yep. High Ground podcast. Stevie W. Adam. <laughs>